Hey Alexa, did you know that you can play podcasts on Alexa? Yes, I did know that. Did you know you could play the latest episode of I Used to Know on Alexa? Really? How do I do that? Oh, it's easy. You just say, Alexa, play the podcast I Used to Know from TuneIn. Getting the latest episode of I Used to Know. Here it is from TuneIn. Welcome to I Used to Know. I'm Scott. And I'm Steve. We are your hosts for this adventure into the past, where we dive into things we used to know when we were kids that are no, no longer true. Hey, Steve. Hey, Scott. Hey, did you ever use a CB radio when you were growing up? No, I, I never used a CB radio, but, it, you know, back when we were growing up, as high school seniors, we'd drive to school, and every couple of weeks, you would be a little late to class, because, as you tell us... You had to stop to get some go-go juice. Remember this? Absolutely, go-go juice. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm gonna fill my car up with gas. It's not. I'm gonna gas up. I'm gonna fill up. It was. I'm gonna go get some go-go juice. Was that like last week? Because I do the same thing to my kids. Uh, we're driving somewhere on vacation, and it's like, okay, I gotta stop. We gotta get some go-go juice. Go-go juice. No, it, yeah. I thought it was just you back in high school being crazy. You, and it turns out. It's go-go just me. Juice. It's it crazy me. It's yeah. you and the rest of the world, it turns out, because go-go juice is slang for gasoline, slang used by truckers, and more specifically, truckers using CB radio. Yep. Yeah, when I when I was growing up, uh, I, I do know the CB world a little bit because my dad liked the CB, and my neighbor had this huge setup. I mean, he had this, he literally had this house. And he built like a room off the side of his house and he filled it with CB equipment. And I, I, I kid you not, it was filled to the brim with bilinear amplifiers and all this stuff. He had this gigantic antenna that was up higher than the trees. It's like a movie set in there. It was. And it was always hot. <laughs> it was <laughs> like in the equipment. middle of winter, you could be like, you know, five below and you'd be like, oh man, my, my little thing. You open up the door and it's like a sauna. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're wearing Hawaiian shirts and lays because it's like <laughs> the heat from all the equipment. And he would, uh, he would broadcast to, he said he would broadcast to his brother who was in California from New Jersey. From New Jersey. Which is. Over the airwaves. Over the airwaves, which is crazy. Um, and I mean, I have no idea if it really worked, but what I can tell you is I, I do know that if we were watching Channel 2 uh, television at my house, uh-huh. we would know half the conversation because anything he said to his brother would blow out Channel 2. <laughs> he comes in the TV. And we would hear him talking. <laughs> Uh, but we never knew what the other side of the conversation was. So it's insane. You're just sitting there. I'm just trying to watch news. My neighbor's breaking into yeah, my television. Yeah, and would be like, "So how's the dog?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was. Uh, oh man, that's how I know CB radios. That's weird. And I also I used to know, good buddy, that CB radios were bodacious. You copy? <laughs> I, I think I understood about seven words that you just said. But that's the topic of our of our show today. Absolutely. CB radios. Yep. They were cool. They were in the movies. Yeah, they were. TV. Yep. If you're lucky, you had one in your house. That's right. Or you had one in your car. It was a thing to have. They, they were awesome. They were. And what they were, CB radios, all right, let's start off here. 
CB radio stands for Citizens Band Radio. So it's a short distance radio um, that you can use to communicate between people over 40 different channels. It's kind of all squished in the 27 megahertz band. And on the CB radio, it's almost like a party line for telephones. You're on a channel that's shared by many users. And you are in there talking, but everybody else can hear you and you can hear everybody else. All these channels. Didn't we talk about party lines and the I used to know phone numbers up the We did. Go back and check out that episode. Shameless, <laughs> Shameless plug for it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So what about these channels? All right. So in the early days of CB radio, my understanding is there weren't as many. But when I started using them, there were like 40 channels. And certain channels had certain purposes. Okay. Kind of like the weather channel. Well, yeah. But Animal maybe, Planet. Uh, more like, you know, the different 900 numbers you'd have on those eight uh, in the 80s when everybody go into the party lines. Oh, I know what yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Or at least a friend told me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After you watch the late night videos. <laughs> um, so basically there were, uh, you had your main channel, which was channel 19 or 19, Breaker 19. Oh, Breaker 19. Yeah. So that was what was known as like the trucker channel or the travel channel. That was the channel that you went to if you wanted to find out what was going on while you're traveling. Now, originally, my understanding is that there was actually a second channel for that. Like, 19 was actually for, supposed to be used for people going east and west. Okay. And then channel 17 north south. North would south. be north south. I got it. Yes. But I, I, growing up, I never had that. There was 19. Okay. That was the only one that mattered. And channel 9. What was on channel 9? Channel 9 was how you would speak to the police. Okay. So if there was like a traffic accident or something was going on and you wanted to tell the Smokies. All right. The Smokies. The, police, the Bears. Yep. Yes. If you wanted to let them know that there was uh, something going on that they should be aware of, you would go to Channel 9 and a lot of local police and state police would be monitoring Channel 9 in their police cars. Okay. So, so those like, were the main channels that I used growing up. And so you would, you would get into this. You would take your CB radio and there were different models later on, but the typical model was like this little rectangular box that you would usually screw into the bottom of your dashboard somewhere. And everybody who ever sat in the bench, do you remember the cars had bench seats? Oh, yeah. There, there's there was no, no buckets. There was no console in the middle. It was just three people. Boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. And the person in the middle would be basically ripping up their knees <laughs> because they'd be, the CB radio, the CB radio digging, would be in. digging in there. And um, so you had this metal rectangle there and you usually had a couple dials. You had your, your channel selector to change the channel because there are 40 different channels mm -hmm. you had your volume control of course so you can you know change the volume there was like a built-in like really bad speaker yes it was like watching the peanuts uh, teacher but <laughs> but the truth is the quality of the broadcast wasn't much better so it really didn't matter <laughs> and then you had the squelch Oh, you got a squelch. Do you remember the squelch? I remember the word squelch on a lot of these devices, but who knows what a squelch is? Well, so squelch is a way that you would change how much static you'd be willing to take. Okay. All right. So if there's a lot of static, you could, you could turn the squelch up and it would basically tell the unit to, you know, break up. You don't want to listen to things below this like noise level. Okay. So there could be a bunch of noise happening, but people are still talking. So if they're talking soft, you probably won't hear them, but you'll hear the loud stuff. So it was more like for the static purposes. Okay. It was actually that you'd hear
hear like a lot of background static and noises and the squelch would get rid of it or if you really if somebody was far away and they were having trouble broadcasting and you could turn the squelch up you'd, you'd suck it up to hear the, the static through but, the static you hear but at least you were getting the whole message that you were trying to talk to them. so how are you talking with people you've got this uh, you got this metal box and you got the knobs for the, for everything but then there's uh, there's I always see people with this handheld yes kind of uh, that's what speaker. made it cool <laughs> The whole thing about the CB was to look cool. And so you had this basically what looked like an electric razor <laughs> in your hand with, with this corded with this co- coiled cord that yep. would go to the uh, to the unit. And if you were a fancy person, you actually would also have like a pulley in your roof in your in your ceiling. Oh, and just hang and it. a string. And that way it was always like dangling there for you. So you could just grab this at thing. A, at a moment's use. And you would grab it. You would bring it to your mouth. And there was a button on the side that you would hold. So it was push to talk. Push to talk. Okay. So you did break in. Yeah. So you would you would have your, your microphone was right in front of you. And you would push the button. You could say something. Let go of the button. And the mic was off. And, you know, you could hear what the person was talking about. Okay. So uh, CB radios weren't going to work in both directions for you. You were either broadcasting or listening. You weren't doing both at the same time. Gotcha. They weren't full duplex. All right. So now we know we've got this box in our car. It's running on this 27 megahertz frequency. And I've got this cool electric razor in my hand that I can push a button and talk to people. Yes. But how did, how did all this start? Well, it starts in 1885. Come on. 1885. You're kidding me. Nope. There are no CB radios in 1885. There's barely radio. There's nothing back in 1885. Well, the barely radio is about right. <clears throat> okay, okay. And, Take- well, I'm not going to go too far too long, but in 1885, this whole thing started with a German physicist, Henrik Hertz. Okay. Now, now, if the word Hertz kind of rings a bell and we're not talking about the rental car place, <laughs> um, Hertz is how we today measure uh, the frequencies that we're, we're talking about here. Like you mentioned the 27 megahertz, megahertz. Hertz is the one who figured out that you could send different information and energy along an electromagnetic wave, a.k.a. broadcast on radio. So that, so that must have made him crazy rich. He invented radio. No. No. He was like, this thing's cool, and it got me my paper, and that's great, but I actually see no practical use for Really? So he, he invented a way to send information on a radio wave and then just put it up on a shelf. Yeah, he was like, yeah, that's, that was a great distraction. <laughs> now let me, now let me, now let me go work on something really important. And to this day, we punish him by naming all frequencies after this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a na 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 moment. There you go. <laughs> so, because it wasn't until 1893... When Nikola's Tesla, the, the real you know, Nikolai Tesla, did the generators up in Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. you know, Tesla coil, and not the band Tesla. No. Um, the way it's supposed to. He provided the first public demonstration of radio to public onlookers in St. Louis, Missouri. So you're saying Tesla. Showed off radio first, not um, Marconi. Right. When we were working, when we were growing up, we used to know that Marconi was the man who invented the radio. And he did get a patent out on radio. He was the one well known for the patent on radio. Yeah, that's what I learned. Yeah. But um, the truth is, the first person to do it was Nikolai Tesla. And we did. 
did not know that until they didn't really prove it until about 60 years after Tesla died. And as with all the research, they realized he actually did it first. He figured it out first. Marconi came after him. Now, I don't, I'm not trying to say Marconi, like, you know, stole anything. I'm saying that he may have invented it in parallel, but from a timing perspective, Tesla was actually first. Gotcha. And it took until after Tesla's death for him to be recognized. Yes. But growing up, we didn't have that. Nope. That's uh, we been... knew Marconi and, and that was well past 60 years past Tesla's death. <laughs> yeah. And we're still... And we were still learning about Marconi, and I think part of that goes to the Cold War. Because during the Cold War, Nikola Tesla really got a bad rap from, from where he came from. Wrong side of the wall. Yeah, exactly. But once the wall came down, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, take down this wall. Mm-hmm. Once that happened, Tesla became a hero again. And Rightfully uh, so. And so, and all the things that he did. So we talk about this more, that he is the rightful, you know, public inventor and patent holder for the radio. So I thought that would be a great place to start. However, if we're going to talk about CB radios, Mm -hmm. we probably should talk about the first place something CB-like happened. Okay, where was that? That's to our friends down under. Down under. Uh, Our Australian Australia friends. Yes, absolutely. When in 1923... Senior Constable Frederick William Downey. Senior the, Constable. Yes. From the Australian Victorian Police. All right. Go um, William Downey. Yeah, William Downey put radios, not just any radio, but two-way radios in the police car. This is in the 20s. Yes. And so that was the first use of wireless communications in police cars, which was the important part for this when we're talking about CB radios is that it was two-way. Two. So a police officer could talk to the base, and the base could talk back to them. That's pretty forward thinking for the 20s. Absolutely. Of course, it also probably filled their entire trunk with radio <laughs> equipment, because <laughs> tubes are big. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta crank up the front of my car really, really fast to get this thing moving. That's right. There was no sort of, you know, there were no transistors. Everything was still tube-based. Wow. So that's where it kind of began, but then... You, this also is part of the scene of, of the constable working on their thing is during the 20s, shortwave radio starts to expand. This is the BBC Atlantic Relay Station broadcasting on 6.05 megahertz in the 49-meter band to Western Southern Africa. 9.60, 11.86, and 7.105 megahertz are also available. Now, shortwave radio is well known for, uh, when we were growing up, people would talk about the shortwave or ham radio operators. They would be usually like there would be an island in the Pacific that got hit with a hurricane. And they'd be like, no power, no food, nobody knew anything that was going on in the middle of wherever. And the first time you heard that, shortwave radio operator who would be telling you the situation on the island or somewhere where something happened. That's the only way to get the word out there. Because shortwave radio is amazing. First of all, they are, again, two-way radios, two-way direction, and they use a shortwave wavelength. So that means that they can travel far and bounce off the ionosphere. All right. So why why does that matter? Don't you want it to not bounce off of things? Well, no. In the case of something, something in the middle of the Hawaiian Islands who wants to talk to the mainland, or if you're in New York City and you want to use a wireless device to talk to England, you can't really talk to them directly. The problem is, if you were to send 
a light radio waves are actually light waves, right? So light waves want to travel in a straight direction, kind of like a laser, right? It goes straight. You don't see too many lasers bending around in the middle of the air. Uh, get around to the other side of the planet. Right, because the curvature of the Earth would prevent light waves from going straight to England from, from uh, New York. But um, now you're you a can, flat earther. You can bounce off the top of the sky, right, the ionosphere. Absolutely. And angle it back down to the other side of the exactly. planet. Exactly. So your radio waves are like curving around and you can get them in much further distances. Uh, and that was the advantages of shortwave radios. Again, two-way communications. But when we're talking about CB, we're not just talking about the idea of being able to have a two-way conversation. There's kind of like an inherent piece to CB radio that's really, really important. That's the portability. Got to be able to carry this around. Yeah, you can't, you know, you're going to put this gigantic unit in, you know, it, into basically a truck <laughs> or your car. No, it's got to be portable. And so we want to give uh, props to Donald Lewis Hing's of Canada. Canada. Yep. Oh, Canada. Yep. They and come through and they make, what, just a, uh, a portable radio shortwave radio that they can walk around with? They do. They make, in 1937, Donald Lewis Hings makes a portable radio signaling system that he likes to call a Paxet. A Paxet. All right. Portable radio signaling. Yep. Paxet. Excellent. Why don't we, why don't we use Paxets today? We do. I, I've never heard of a pack set before now. You don't You don't have a pack set? I have I, some in my bedroom right now, the, the little family ones. I do I do not have a pack set. I specific, I, I'm sure I don't have a family pack set. Oh, I do. And except we don't call them pack sets anymore. All right, what do we call them? We call them by their proper name. A manly name. Manly. Yes, a military name. All right. A walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pack set, the walkie-talkie? Yep, because when you're a walkie... You could also talk. <laughs> so, for, for something that's as cool as a portable radio signaling system. Paxet. A Paxet. To call it a walkie-talkie. Walkie-talkie. It's kind of lame. Yeah, if you, if you want to hear something really funny about how the description of the walkie-talkie comes out, um, you should go to your favorite Google machine and search for Brian Regan's. Oh, I love him. He's awesome. He's great. And he does a whole set on uh, walkie-talkies where he's trying to explain to everyone, you know, these these military names of Apache helicopters and everything. And, and then they were like, okay, so what is this? Oh, this is a radio that you can you can use when you're in the field and talk back and forth. Really? What's a, what's the real name for that? It's a walkie-talkie. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like. Because <laughs> you could walkie while you talkie. <laughs> That's a good impersonation. So thank you, Brian Regan. Yeah. Brian Regan would be proud. <laughs> so now we've got we've got the military using walkie-talkies. It still sounds silly. Let's let, let's talk about 1945. It's the end of World War II. People want peace. They want the American dream, and greatest most of gener- all, generation, greatest generation, and they want freedom. They fought for freedom, and they want their freedom. What, there are four freedoms. You know what the four freedoms are, Scott? Freedom for hamburgers, freedom for cars. <laughs> of course, but uh, the, the, the more traditional four freedoms are freedom from want, freedom of religion, freedom from fear, and freedom of speech. And in America, freedom of speech is held so dearly that the FCC in 1945 opened up and created something called the Citizens Band Radio Service for People to Use. And uh, this is now high technology in the hands of the masses. Um, they start 
handing out permits for people to use. Welcome back from the war. Here's a permit for CB radio. Except the problem is the CB radio that they have at the time is running on UHF band. UHF. UHF. That's what it is. 460 megahertz. Weird Al would be proud. Weird, Weird Al, UHF, great movie. But this is a different UHF. This is the science UHF. And people can now use this to communicate back and forth with, forth with their friends and families, businesses, whatever. But it's 1945. To get a UHF radio with all the components that you need, it's, it's this big, giant, expensive machine. And it's really not affordable. Right? Too pricey for the average Joe, the average Joanne. So the CB radio exists, but hardly anybody is using it because it's just too expensive. Plus, it's got a fun name, the UHF. You know what UHF stands for, right? Uh, ultra high frequency. Right. Which is better, uh, which is higher than VHF, which, you know what that stands for? <laughs> Very high frequency. Yeah, they were really creative with these names. <laughs> Somebody got paid to come up with that acronym. And uh, surprised there's not an SHF, yeah. super high frequency. <laughs> but now let me take you out of World War II. It's now more than a decade later. It's 1958. It's the year of the hula hoop. Eisenhower is president. Elvis is joining the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> warn me before you do that. And they come up with a class D CB service that's going to be cheaper. It's created on a seven, 27 megahertz band, and this is now what's popular as CB radio, the citizens band, because 27 megahertz, the technology you need is much, much, much cheaper. And if you had to buy all this back in the 40s, you couldn't do it. But now in the 1950s, you can, and people start to buy these machines in droves as we go into the, in the 1960s. So it's cheap. But then there's also a technological reason why 27 megahertz. 27 megahertz is important. Because it's like shortwave. It's a lot like shortwave, which can bounce. Bounce off the ionosphere. If you have a strong enough transmitter. Yeah. So now you have a bandwidth for people to use for the CB communication, and it has reach. It can bounce off the ionosphere, and you might be able to get farther than a couple miles or a couple. Or, or you won't go inside of your house if it's made with concrete because <laughs> uh, where UHF is awesome to pierce concrete and metals, uh, you, yeah. 27 megahertz <laughs> isn't going to do that. No, it's it's going to make a lot of static from your microwave oven. Which is why you have the big antennas. <laughs> That's true. All right. So that brings us into, into the 60s. And this is when it starts to become a cultural phenomenon. And this is probably where you... You start to catch on. Well, not the 60s. The you know. 60s. Well, well, with at least the spirit of the movement. I do have the spirit of the 60s. That's why I say cool beans all the time. <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. Cool beans. Yeah. So in the 60s, we've got these giant tubes that people used to use for their transistors that are starting to get incorporated and built into solid state electronics. So these giant radios that you used to have to kind of like carry into your house and drop and leave in some room, now they're getting small enough, all the components are light enough that they can fit into a box that you can then put into a car, you can put into um, you know, some back room of your house, you can put into a backpack and carry around with you if you want to do that. How about a tractor trailer? That would be perfect. That would be perfect because tractor trailers are starting to go into crisis in the 1970s. Remember our other podcast? 
I don't remember phone numbers. No, no. The other one about the can't drive 55, the 55 mile an saves hour gas. saves gas. And that was all part of the oil crisis in the 70s. So how does the oil crisis connect with CB radios? So what's happening is we've got a bunch of people, truckers, whose livelihood depends upon moving back and forth across the country on highways quickly. The government comes forward and says, thou shalt not drive faster than 55 miles an hour. That stinks. It stinks for the truckers because they want to go faster. Faster means more money for them. They get paid by the mile. So they need to come up with some way to find out from the other trucks ahead of them if there is a policeman who might be checking for speeders, if there is a traffic jam that they need to get around, if there's some problem on the road, they need a way to communicate. And lo and behold, there are these new boxes called CB radios, and I can put them right into my into the dash of my truck. My rig. My rig is right. And I can hold this electric razor and look cool while I do it. Now you've got truckers that take this CB radio and embrace it as a way to get around speed traps. They start to organize themselves into blockades and convoys and strike to protest the speed limit by actually getting on the road and going very, very slowly. So to make a statement, they wind up being the the, the seed that catches America's imagination about CB radio and the and the, the world behind all that. And that led to movies. Movies. Awesome movies so of many, the 70s. So many movies. Oh my god, they were just some of the best movies. Ah. Oh, Smokey. He's found a a movie all about a, just a just a truck convoy called Convoy. Love this this culture at this time enough to go and spend two hours just watching people drive around in trucks and have a story behind it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm thinking uh, Smokey and the Bandit. I'm thinking you said Convoy already. I mm-hmm. don't know if you brought up Breaker Breaker. Did not bring up Breaker Breaker. Um, there's TV shows. I mean, let's face it, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard was amazing, and it's related. To, I mean, completely. You would you would. The two things, three things that made Dukes Hazard awesome, right? Generally, yep. the, the cars and the idea that you had to slide in through the windows and that the doors were, you know, doors welded, do not open, which my dad would not do to our car. Ah, unfair. I know. Dynamite attached to uh, bows and arrows. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. Also seen on MacGyver, yes. but yes. Yes. And CB radio talking between Boss Hog, Hog and, and Cletus and all those guys. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Roscoe Pico train? Roscoe Pico train. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hood sliding across to get to the other side of the car. Mm-hmm. I tried that once and it didn't, it didn't work out so well for me. And one of those shows I used to love watching growing up was BJ and the Bear. 
BJ and the Bear. I vaguely remember BJ and the Bear. BJ was the dude. Okay, and then and he had the a bear. bear. Was like he wasn't a orangutan. He was like he was like a monkey. Yeah, he's a monkey that he called Bear. Yep, he'd always crawl up on him and hold him on his shoulder. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. BJ and the Bear, and it was like Knight Rider with a truck. <laughs> And his truck looked like Optimus Prime. <laughs> He's going out to fight crime with his <laughs> with his truck and his monkey. Well, more like save uh, save someone, like a damsel in distress or something. Okay, or, well, how or, do you how do you save somebody with a truck and a monkey? You know, you find a way. You, find, <laughs> you just drive around. You, you just you blow the horn really loud. Find a way. I don't know where he made way. the deliveries, but God knows. All right. Somehow he paid for it. BJ and the Bear. Mm-hmm. And you know, I used to use CB radios myself. And so that meant you had to know how they talk. All right. So you got to know the the lingo and mm-hmm. you got to be able to kind of like identify yourself when you're on the, when you're on the CB. Right? Yeah. So first of all, you need to have a call sign. Call sign is your name. Yes. Right. What would you say? It was like, hi, this is Scott and I'm talking on CB. This oh, is my no. call sign. No, no, no. My, my call sign was Skyboy. You were Skyboy. I was Skyboy. All right, that, that's, actually, and, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I was Skyboy because I was already interested in weather. And if you listen to past cast, uh, podcasts, you know I'm a weatherman. And so I was Skyboy. All right. Yeah, I, I, I think you can, you can make up a call sign by putting some, some just like cool words together, right? I've heard like different call signs. One of my favorites is um, Betty Ford of the Betty Ford Clinic. She was first mama. Right, because she was first lady she's with a, Ford. With, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, during the time that all first this is mama. happening. She's the first mama. I'm talking to you on a CB. So if you took... I just would love to have seen that. <laughs> it's in the White Ford. House. <laughs> but you could you could be like... I don't think better would be Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> it could be... That, that, would, that would be funny. But yeah, you pick like anything that's like a color or... Uh, an animal or uh, or an action and just kind of slap it together so i could be like i could i could be like silver shark or famous ones out there are mud duck and road holy cow i have this list of famous names and one of them is skyboy i wonder how that got in the notes oh, you, just, you just <laughs> typed that in there i did you, that is i thought that was real i was like oh my gosh i'm talking to a famous cb radio person no. it's just you cheating yep Oh man, I'm so naive. Yes. So, <laughs> but not only do you have your call signs. Yes. But there's a language. There's a whole lingo. Yes. There's a whole lingo. How how well do you know this this language of the uh, of the CB well, let's, jockey? Let's see. The last time I talked on the CB was like '91. All right. All right. <laughs> so it's been a while. All right. Let me. Uh, let me, Are you going to quiz me? Let me quiz you. Oh I've got a whole list here. All I right, want to so, see. Okay, we're going to make this legit. I'm not going to look at my notes. Don't look at the notes. And you, you know the you know the easy ones, right? We already talked about them, like Smokey and Bear. And, oh yeah, got and it. and all that. Okay, oh, as if. All right, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little a little deeper. Okay, this one. What would a bear with ears be? Bear with ears. Uh, they're probably listening on the CB. That's right. It's a police officer on the CB. All right, you're good. You're good. A flying donut. Uh, that would probably be like a bear in the air, which is a police officer in a helicopter. <laughs> That's exactly right. That is a police helicopter. All right, all right. I'm going to go a little deeper. This is a deeper cut. All right, so uh, what is a, a pregnant roller skate? Oh, that's a Volkswagen. That's a Beetle. <laughs> it's a Volkswagen Beetle. Absolutely. That's amazing. You know all this stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I'm not looking at the notes. You are not. <laughs> Stay away from the notes. What's a Buster Brown? Buster Brown. Buster Brown. Buster Brown. I'm guessing a state trooper, but I don't know. 
No, it's a UPS truck. Oh, it's yeah, a brown yeah, truck. It's a brown truck. truck. Let's try a blinkin' winkin' or a kitty car. I'll give you. Oh, this. kitty car. Oh, that's a that's a school bus. That's a school bus. Yeah, or a blinking winkin'. All right. What is a bear rolling discos? Uh, bear rolling discos. Yes. That is a speeding police car with its lights flashing. Oh, the discos are the yeah, lights. Yeah, disco I knew, lights. I knew the discos were the lights, but I was right. trying to roll in discos. So much more sense. Okay, so about a thermos bottle. I'm behind a thermos bottle. Well, I mean, that would be a refrigerated truck. Uh, yeah, chemical truck. Chemical truck. Yeah, close. All right, let's see. We've got uh, some of these things are just so out there. Kojak with a Kodak. <laughs> My favorite one. <laughs> Kojak with a Kodak is a... Uh, Police the, officer with a radar gun. That's right. Oh. That's the one you always want to listen for. Yeah, here's Choke and Puke. You already talked about that uh-huh, one. Uh-huh, Choke and Puke. Yeah, it's right here, so it's official. What, it's about, what about double nickels? I got double nickels. That goes back to our podcast about 55 miles an hour. 55 miles an hour is, is <laughs> nope, double, double nickels. nickels. All right, and um, how about how about a turtle race? A turtle race? A turtle race. I know what I call that today. Yes. I do use this with my family. I'll say I'm stuck in a turtle race. I don't know if it's the same thing, but uh-huh. that's usually when you got two cars in both lanes and they're not going fast enough. Very. Yep. That's exactly it. it two trucks side by side. Yep. And they're just not going fast enough. And I call that a turtle race a t- to this day. <laughs> you were stuck behind a turtle. And race. I didn't realize that I was actually channeling my <laughs> CB lingo. <laughs> so, so these are phrases, but I also hear people on the CB radio that they use numbers like, like 10-4 good buddy and, yep. and uh well 10 4 just means yep yep, <laughs> yep. i heard knowledge yep gotcha gotcha all right so 10 4 but yeah. why why not just say yep because that's not cool and and this is sort <laughs> of like a little bit like police talk right oh that's so, right that's right police are using uh, these yeah. 10 codes right so you got 10 20 what's your 10 20 yep which is you know what's your location so you could be like i'm on the double deuce uh stick mm-hmm. which would be you know you're on the 22 mile marker double deuce or you could be even cooler. You don't have to say 10, 20. It's just, what's your 20? What's your 20? Because I'm, I'm so cool, I don't even have to say 10. That's right. And uh, yeah, they've got a whole bunch in here. You want to sign off as 10, 7. Yeah, and nobody does busy, that. And if you're busy, I'm 10, 6. People, hey, Scott, are you there? 10, 6, 10, 6. Yeah, but you, usually you just called out your name, you know, if your call sign. And I will tell you that yeah. you don't sign off with a 10 code. Usually you sign off saying threes and eights. Threes and eights. Yeah, that's wishing you good luck. Why is three and eights good luck? I don't know. Just is. It is. Threes and eights. Threes and eights. If you tell somebody, you know, threes and eights, that's what you, how you would end your conversation. Threes and eights. Really? Mm-hmm. So those are those, what are they called? The uh, good numbers? I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're in any sort of astrology or anything special. I, I really don't know. If somebody out there knows, you should mm-hmm. go on our Facebook page and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I used to know on Facebook. Yeah, good numbers here says, well wishes to a fellow driver. There you go. See, I'm not even reading the notes. Not even reading. And you nope. know the threes and eights. You know what you know what the numbers are. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, so it was so cool. Right? All this language is cool. It's fun. Why don't we why don't we have these now? Where uh, do the C B radio go? Into cell phones? Cell phones. I don't know. Cell phones are a big problem. I I got a I got a, a theory or a, a hypothesis that I got off the internet here. Lay it and, on me, good buddy. All right. <laughs> okay. Ten four. Copy uh, that. it's just that uh, CB radio became a victim of its own popularity, right? It's the 70s, you're going into the 80s, and now you've got millions of users that are using CB radios in the 80s. But remember, CB radio is a shared party line. So you've got a million people 
granted not all at the same time, but trying to use the same uh, the same radio. And it's now very noisy. It's very difficult to have a conversation with just one person or two people because there are so many people on there. When people get on in the 80s, it's a little bit of a fad. I've got my thing. I try it out and say, you know what? It's too noisy in here. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get out of here. And uh, you've got other people who are cheating by buying these power boosters, linear amplifiers, linear amplifiers, which are against the the rules by the FCC because caught. because now you can you can kind of butt your way into conversations so many miles away from you that you're starting to interfere with their conversation. You're overpowering people who are playing by the rules. So they all they all just kind of give up. You know why I stopped really listening? Why? Two things. One, radar detector. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. You don't need to radio ahead to find out if there's a policeman. You just get that scream from your radar detector. Yes. So so you have the radar detector, and it worked in all but two states. And the only reason why they didn't work there was they were illegal in Connecticut and Virginia at the time. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay in Connecticut now. I don't know about Virginia. Would they turn themselves off? Like, they would know that they went into Connecticut? No. So uh, you would have to turn them off because... The story was that the police had radar detector detectors. <laughs> of course. So then you get a radar detector detector detector. 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 Exactly. <laughs> it's a loop. Exactly. <laughs> so I had a radar detector, so I didn't need the help of the CB radio. And the other thing was there was a lot of cursing that came up later in the years. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and you can imagine, here I am, you know, early driver, sitting in the car, CB radio, listening to the CB radio, trying to find out where the Smokies are. And sitting next to me is my mom. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're just driving down the road. And cuss after cuss after cuss. <laughs> just she's a litany of me. obscenity. I'm looking at her. <laughs> it's kind of like watching a rated R movie with your parents when you were a kid. Oh, that's it uncomfortable. not a good feeling. So click, the CB radio goes off. Yes, and eventually ends up in the trunk, which it just yeah. ends up actually still being in my trunk. It's in my <laughs> trunk right now. Uh, well, if you think about it, I mean, okay, the cursing, I guess that makes some sense because the the CB radio at the time is kind of it's kind of like an early version of a chat room, right? You can get on to this party line and just say whatever you want. Just like in the internet, people get on there and they just say all kinds of crazy and it's Reddit nasty things. <laughs> you can be on there and you can be anonymous, right? You were Skyboy. Nobody knew who you were. Nope. Right? You can just uh, do whatever. So... Who needs CB radio once the internet gets um, invented? You can get onto the internet and do all of that. So, uh, yeah, so I could see why the CB radio would start to die off. It's just too noisy, victim of its own popularity. Mobile phones come out. It's like the internet, the Wild West. Yep. And, um, yeah, that's that's sad. easier to be a keyboard jockey. (laughs) Get on there. I've got I got one more thing if if we can squeeze yep, it in towards the it. end. All right, so um, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but you look at a, at a truck, and the truck might have one CB antenna, but a lot of them have two, right? One on each uh, side view mirror. Right, aesthetically pleasing. It looks nice, but that's not the reason why. They're not just trying to balance the antennas. It's a co-phased antenna, and there's a separation from one antenna to the other. It's a measured distance on purpose so that the two antennas together will amplify the signal coming at the truck from the front, coming at the truck from behind, and it decreases the signal coming at the truck from the side. And I say, why would trucks want this? Why, why would they care? Well, they spend 99% of their time on highways. 
and all they want to do is talk to people who are driving a few miles ahead of them or a few miles behind. Is there a policeman in front of me or I'm catching up to me? I want to I want, yeah, catch it up or I want to I want to tell somebody behind me to watch out. Yep. So they really don't care about talking to people on the side. The people on the side are in the towns which are whizzing by, right? So you don't want to be like, "Hey, how are you doing?" It's gone. So this type of a co-phased array is a way for them to have better connection with the real chat room friends that they have in front of them and behind them as they're driving into the wee hours of the morning. I just thought that that was, that was something I didn't realize until I started looking at this, but that's, that's pretty cool. I knew that the antennas work that way, but the fact that the truckers use it on purpose to amplify the signals of the people that they really want to talk to was a nice mesh of the human spirit and technology. Plus, you got to get your physics geek on. Physics! Physics geek on. Yay! Yes, exactly. Well, you got to talk all about, you know... Tesla. Tesla and Marconi and all those guys. That's not fair. Well, I got some other things to talk about, too. All right, what do you have? Okay, so I got two things. Go ahead. One is just a quick thing about international channels. CB radios are not just here for the United States. Um, You could use CB radios around the world. In fact, for the most part... Everyone's pretty much adopted the United States frequencies. So Canada, a lot of Europe, they all use the same kind of frequencies. There are a few minor differences in Europe. Well, not so minor, I guess. They're using FM versus AM when it comes to CB. That's, okay. that's a big deal. That is a big deal. And then the other piece is that they have more frequencies. So they, they have a, a few more frequencies, and so they have a lot more channels. They have like 80 channels in Europe. Oh, we only had the 40. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, they're showing us up. Yep, so they have more places for, for you to talk. Internationally, though, if you wanted to get your CB on in Great Britain, uh, <laughs> you can. Do people say that, get my CB on? I don't know. I, I just did. <laughs> but but the other thing I, I was going to bring on is something else that I do, which is I still use CB lingo to this day at work. At work? Well, at I, work. I know you use the go-go juice thing. Oh, yeah, I use go-go juice and puking juice. You can show, like you said, with your kids. My kids know it. All right, all right. So at work, what would you use at work? I use it when I'm using Instant Messenger. All right. So if I want your attention, the typical thing I type in is, hey, got your ears on? Which is a CB term for, are you listening? Oh, yeah, that's a cooler way <clears throat> than just saying, hi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There. You're there. Yeah. No, you got your ears on? Got your ears on. Yeah, I like and, that. And and about 50%, 60% of the people I instant message goes, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> because, yes, my ears are easily affixed to my head. <laughs> and I have to go through the whole explaining yeah. that that's a CB term and right. you know what a CB is. <laughs> I can see. Out of context, that yes. doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, but some people I get back, you know, the, you know, 10-4 good buddy or something back from uh, them. and They must be and our age. They, they know. They know the story of okay. the CB radio. Well, there so. you go. But I will tell you that at this point now, more than half of my company knows CB lingo. <laughs> <laughs> at least they know what having your ears on means. There you go. You're spreading the love of CB. That's amazing. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so I recommend to all of you go out and have a good time with your instant messengers. Yeah. Use some CB lingo. See what happens. It's like. It'll be fun, and if nothing else, it'll bring up an interesting conversation with people. It's a cooler way to to talk back and forth over text. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. You got a got anything else? No. Do you? No. I think that's uh, that that puts uh, we used to know CB radio yeah, kind of in a in a good uh, in a good story. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, hey, to all of you guys out there listening to us, did you know we are on iTunes and TuneIn? 
and iHeartRadio and Stitcher and so many other places that you can get your podcast fix. We're all over the place and we're glad to be out here. So wherever you get your podcast fix now, you can truly just look us up there. And if you like what you heard, we really would love if you'd give us a rating on iTunes. It really helps people find us and it tells us that, you know, there are people listening to us and like what we're doing. We always want to hear what you have to say, which also means that if you have a suggestion, we're on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at, at um, I used to know with the number two, or you can find us on Twitter as I used to know pod on Twitter. You can follow what's going on. You can talk to us, ask any questions. Hey, you got a suggestion? We'd love to hear from you. We do have a massive list of like at least 70 things that we used to know. So we're having a good time with this. But if you've got some stuff, we'd love to know what you'd love to hear from us. And again, I want to uh, also say thank you to our amazing Stevie Jump for our theme song. And thank you all for listening. And threes and eights to you all. Talk to you all soon. All right. Bye. Bye.